hit go live. And not we're alive. It is alive, not dead, which then we would have grief for. That's Hi, right. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. I'm Jill. There's Deb. And uh, welcome to Grief Chat. And Our Friday uh, thing. Friday thing. Jill, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back and starting to pretend to feel normal. Pretending is okay, as long as you know you're pretending. I and, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, wow, just so good. You look great. Um, and you're broadcasting from someplace else in your house where I see teddy bears and ribbons and and, I'm borrowing my father-in-law's kitchen table because I'm still at his house while I'm recuperating. Got it. So oh, yeah, good, good. My my oodles are a little much <laughs> for the the size of the things that were done in the hospital. So I'm right. staying away from the big boys and the jumpies right now. Oh gosh. And I just want to offer my condolences because Dolly just died. Yeah, she and, did. Yeah. Yeah, she was one of my special little older oodles and my one of my little lights. She would curl up around my arm at bedtime and um, she'd come over to visit me a few times while I was recuperating, was just so excited to see me. She couldn't see me. Mm -hmm. other, she had no vision other than just peripheral. She couldn't hear, but she did scent and she did facial structure. Uh huh. Uh huh. And in fact, the night she died when she came out of the seizures a couple of times, I could tell because she snuffled right up and she looked around my nose and cheeks to make sure it was me wow. and then put her head under my chin and just went like that. So she knew it was me, but yes, we lost her. She had status epilepticus and um, there was no way to bring her out. Oh. So we sent her over the rainbow bridge at an emergency vet and it's been, it was just this week. We're still adapting and I'm still getting used to waking up thinking when I get home, Dolly won't be wrapped around me. Yeah, you know, isn't that a, how how you can, even though the person or your fur baby, um, even if they have no fur, your winged ones, your serpent, your, you know, people, I know someone whose tarantula died, and you can still like sort of feel how things felt when they touched you, I, I yep, was- Their presence is there. Their presence is there and that sense memory mm -hmm. of things. Um, today in yoga, as I was stretching back in a certain way, I, I confess to you and everyone for the first time in like probably uh, two or three decades, I thought about how my dad's hands felt in mine. And I could almost feel like where he had the calluses and stuff. And I'm like, what an interesting memory that I, I don't remember having ever. Yeah. So. Yep. And the holidays do that and grief in the holidays and memories in the holidays, they pop up, don't they? This is a, oh. this is a time of year where lots of people have had losses. This is the number one time of year for people to die between just before Thanksgiving and end of January. So lots of our viewers have had holiday area losses. You know, I, I got a Christmas letter from a friend yesterday 
and she had sent last year's probably about the same time. So what is this, December 10th? And her husband, she wrote, the first thing she said was December 20th, last year, her husband died. So I, because, I mean, I get uh, a digital copy, but I don't look every day at the obituaries or maybe I'm gone or maybe whatever. And so I immediately called her up and we talked for 45 minutes. I used to work with her and. And this is wow. going to be like a brand new, a first for her, because when someone dies that close to, if they celebrate Christmas to Christmas, you, you sort of roll through it in a numb. And then That's the nice. next year it's how. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you go, why? He's been gone for, because it's always a pow. People are writing in some of the grief groups, uh, just, you know, why don't I want to get out of bed? Well, because they're anticipating a whole big wave of grief or memories or, you know, like, I know I need to go through the sadness. I don't want to go through the sadness. There's too much for me to do. One person said, the family is insisting that I go because of the grandkids. And I wrote back, you can bow out gracefully. You can. You yeah. can do something smaller with the grandkids. You can call the grandkids and say, Grammy's going to take you out for something in January when it's, you know, a little yeah. warmer. You don't have yeah. to even place your grief with the grandkids if they're littles. But yeah. you can do something differently, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yes. December is a big time of year for losses in our family. And so is uh -huh. early January. So lots and lots of anniversaries this time of year. And my way of coping is just to decide I can either let it take me down or I can remember the joy and be okay with the sadness, not ignore the sadness. Right. Not say the sadness is not there. Hi, Jody. Nice hey, to have Jody. you. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's partly a decision, you know, to, to remember the, the happy and remember the good and remember the quirky and to bring in some of that humor, but then give myself the grace to also say, you know what? Like yesterday was the eighth anniversary of my second wife's death. I needed that few minutes at the cemetery. That's right. And then yeah. I could connect with somebody else who was putting up decorations for clearly a first year Christmas for a young husband with her small children who was across the way from us. And my daughter and I could connect with them instead and, and feel that we could put support that way instead of holding on to the fact that there was some missing in our lives. Right. You know, you said some things that I'm going to circle back to mm -hmm. because Jody signed on and uh, someone in our, uh, in our laughter world of, of, you know, being trained and whatever. And also, uh, even though he, he himself, uh, Albert uh, Nuremberg, I think is his name, lives in Canada, he started laughter competitions. And uh, Doug Collins died yesterday. Oh. And after, you know, the COVID just got to him. I, I mean, fully vaxxed, boosted, all these things. And his wife, Linda, had died 
maybe less than six months ago. And um, anyway, or maybe a year ago, I just, it's an interesting thing when you know someone who is so full of good cheer. So vital and big. So vital and big. And he had the, he had, it was weird. It was funny. It was in just the way he laughed was well known. And he had won a competition also, a laughing competition. Nice. And I just, I say this because not laughing through your sadness, you might laugh through your tears. You can hold both those emotions at one time. And I think it would behoove people to recognize you can be both mm -hmm. at the same time. I mean, it's, it's a weird conflict, like still, it, I'm trying to think how to talk about it in terms of breathing and laughing. And when you are breathing in and breathing out, you know, that's a conscious breath. And most of the time we don't even like consciously know we're breathing unless you're, unless you're asthmatic or have COVID trying to get, yeah, that's when, yeah, yeah. And as Jody says, present to all of it. And really to stop and just honor for a moment, the way they teach you in yoga to be with your breath. Mm -hmm. That's sort of how you. To hold your own space. To. This is a part of maturing, not growing up. I didn't say that, but maturing to hold both things at once mm -hmm. and that you don't have to fix either one of them. No, there's no fixing. It's just being present for them and holding them both and holding them close and being aware of them mm -hmm. and reaching out to talk or to ask for help if you need it about them. That's right. And being able to say people's names, like for Bev, I said, Jim, for, with Jody, I said, you know, Doug and, uh, his, his son wrote on Facebook to let everybody know such a beautiful testament about his father. And, you know, he, he had a picture and he told the story about the picture in the comments and, you know, maybe this one woman I used to take care of, I just want to say this, that her husband had died. And so basically she built a shrine and it stayed in the house so that any which way she turned, she could talk to her dead husband. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you want to set a plate for your dead husband or wife or child or grandparent or parent or whomever, if you want to, you know, put out a can of tuna fish for a cat that has passed or something for your dog or whatever, you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. You are not weird. No, that it's is, an honoring of their role in your life. 
it's an honoring of the spot they still hold right and it's a way to honor that they're always going to be there Mm -hmm. you know it's that empty place at the table or next to you in bed or in the things that you do and and we should honor those things and folks if you know someone who's had a loss especially this year but even other than that and it's been at the holidays when you write that card or you pick up the phone say their name and remember it do something special for them say their name and say remembering so and so in our hearts or their pet do you know that at, at the uh it was either Dollar Tree or one of those other discount stores um, about three weeks ago before surgery. Um, I found little clear plastic Christmas ornaments. You can top, take the top off and then you can, yes. you know, stuff them. And those are a perfect place to download a picture and from someone's whatever or from some adventure you had with them and write the memory on the back of the picture and put the picture in with a little bit of, I don't know, something underneath it to hold it up. I'm not going to say glitter because that's that's out now, but something, right? And um, and gift it to someone. And that way they've got their someone on their tree with a memory from you that they mm-hmm. can look at every year. That is a huge gift. That means a lot. When we, Dolly is being cremated right now, and um, when Dolly comes back next week, her paw print will go on the tree this year along with the others. Mm-hmm. Because, and with a picture of her glued on the back. Because... She still belongs in the family. She's just not going to be present to snuffle and um, pee on the floor every time she gets excited she saw me. <laughs> that part Sorry. I won't miss. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, your best friends do not pee on the floor to tell you how excited they are. Your doodle bugs will tell you every time. Just how important <laughs> you are. Um, let's just say sometimes, you know, myself and others, we get so happy that, you know, the tears run down it's our legs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to say your first comment is true, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's the humor and the grace. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've got people that I know are on our, in our group that have had losses this year yeah. and they're facing first holidays. They've already faced first Hanukkahs and. Facing first Christmases and Thanksgivings and then New Year's. And you know what? Let me just say, we're going to prep for New Year's because New Year's in the news media just sucks. It just does. I know people had high hopes. Yeah. For, for, uh, we're going to have the best. And 2022, I used to say lower your expectations, but Definitely get realistic. You can say realistic or just change your expectations. How about let's be content with what we have? Yes. Excited for what might be there. Ready to take advantage of what might present itself. That's right. But with all of the, with all of our current needs and safety things taken into account. Right. Absolutely. I, I, and you hear me joke about this often, which is my expectations are the bar is set low. If I take my medication and I don't get arrested, that is a great day. You know, 
Yep, getting all those needs met. You're absolutely right, Jody. That's right. Absolutely. It's just it's the little things. And right? noticing that lots of needs are met. They mm -hmm. might not be met the way you think they should. And I think that's what happens with expectations. The way And that's what happens with grief and the holidays. Because people sometimes I and I've got clients from all the spectrums, although I'm not seeing anyone this month at all. I'm completely off um, work. But so the expectations range from I'm going to trudge through this and do all the things like that horrible commercial from some company. I know where his wife has died. Up. Right. Yeah. And he yeah. orders a thousand things and does the house and oh, look, and it's wonderful. And now we sit and please, relax and really? watch a movie. And I'm really? like, seriously, dude? No. Right. So, but some will, some will try to go all the things and make things. Jody's right. Yeah. Yucky. Yeah. Make all the things exactly the same. Some will try to do none. Some will try to change things up completely. What I want people to do is what makes them feel safe and comfortable and able to remember the person who's or people or creatures who are no longer here. Cause some have had multiple losses. I have clients who've lost multiple people and pets. And, and it's not always deaths. No, it's not it's divorces. Always. It's divorce. It's estrangement. It's mm -hmm. separation from COVID. It's money. So mm -hmm. let me, um, there is a movie out now. It is sort of the wrap up to a TV show called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, here's what happens. This is very basic. She's in an earthquake and an MRI machine at the same time, and somehow she comes out of it. Hey, I didn't write the script. And so she hears everybody's thoughts and feelings through song. And so the series, one part of the series was her father had a debilitating illness and couldn't speak, so she would communicate. So they cut it off and all of us viewers are like, what? We need to know what happens. So um, anyway, they brought, they did a two hour special. I think it's grief done right. And she wants that perfect Christmas and nobody is on board with her. Mm -hmm. They all want to leave. They all want to do this. One of the family mementos gets broken. They have some stranger, like, what the heck is he doing here? It was all this stuff. And, you know, she summed it up in such a great way. And there were so many varying viewpoints that even if you haven't watched the whole series, I highly recommend watching Zoe's uh, Extraordinary Christmas. Got it. Everybody, yeah. it's Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Do not and forget. it was on Netflix. I, okay. I think it's on Netflix. So you can look it up. And it really, it talks about how to do grief and, and how there are the people that say, we're just going to do it perfectly. And then none of their expectations are met. And they readjust their expectations into, like Jody was saying, all needs get met. Right. Not in the same way you expected it. And that's okay. 
And it's really okay if you decide that you do want to do things completely differently and someone else in the family doesn't want to. You don't have to all be together at the holidays. I know Norman Rockwell made it a rule, but it's not a rule, right? Did you know Christmas wasn't even a holiday in the United States till the late 1800s? No. And it was illegal in some of the Puritan colonies? I did not know that. Yeah, my Puritan forefathers, not so much fun, let me just say. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I grew up Jewish. I mean, it was the time of year that Burl and Arnold would go over to their house, and one time a year I would have cooked baked ham and sweet potatoes with uh, marshmallows on them. Oh. Oh, sorry. Yum. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not hungry. It's okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying that... uh, It's a different time, but you can choose who you want to make the time with, right? We have somebody who watches this who's um, just lost a spouse recently um, in the last six, seven months. Mm-hmm. And he'll be spending his holidays with some chosen family and some not, and, and, and some biological family because some of the biological family doesn't fit in the construct of what he needs right now for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I got to say, after we we lost my dad right before Christmas and then Casper right before Christmas a few years later, I was really considering cruises because, you know, they decorate the tree downstairs. You don't have to clean up. There's a buffet. Now COVID, yeah. yeah, mm -mm, Sorry. Good good on you, cruise lines. Not going to find me on there. But, you know, there's lots of ways you can do this. And you don't have to do it with all the people. No. And one, there's I like that, Judy. Quietude. Quietude. Mm -hmm. There's all the gifts don't have to be given by. You don't need stuff. You don't need that. You can do it afterwards. You can. Some of my packages won't be arriving until maybe the 23rd, which case, well, I'll just put them in a pile, put them in a bag and Daryl's going to deliver them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Yeah. It's not important to do all the things and you don't have to buy, you know, it, my cousin was, is very minimalist and her, her look at it is you don't need to buy just to buy. You can, you can do, she bakes, Mm -hmm. right? You you can do things. You make those extraordinary meals you deliver to your kiddos. What a Uh, gift. I used to, buy $150 worth of stuff for each family and make gingerbread houses out of graham crackers and lots of frosting and as they say in Yiddish, chazerai, all sorts of things. And I don't know, maybe about six years ago, eight years ago, I started doing kits. Well, that got it down to about $75, you know, right here. It was even less, you know, and you know, I bought some cereal to divide up and they can use cereal for things and some chocolate kisses and candy canes and just some fun stuff. I'm going to go get some uh, ice cream cones so they can put stuff on there and make them look like Christmas trees. You know, what I love is the idea of doing just a pack of construction paper, 
and some good tape with some, um, you know, some of the stuff that sort of laminates, but you can do it at home. It's almost yeah. uh, like the clear um, shelf wrap stuff. Yeah. And having kids make, you know, the chains or the family make chains and put a memory from that year on it. <gasps> oh, and yeah. And then you put that on the tree and then you box it safely. And the next year you add to it and it becomes a living memory ornament and it costs a couple dollars, maybe yeah. more with the current difficulty in getting stuff, but not much more. Right. Right. And it matters. You know, and if you do have to wrap it in the protective stuff because otherwise it'll be decimated after a few years. So uh, a couple things. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I got some of those clear ornaments mm -hmm. and I had little strips of paper and anybody that came over during that month of December, I would ask them, what are you grateful for? I didn't need to see it. And they would roll it up and put it back into the ornament. And, and those are the ornaments that would hang on another special tree. It was just yeah. called the gratitude tree. And there's. I love that. Steve says that he's baking because holiday breads, needing them really takes the stress out and also brings out the holiday in him. Yeah. Right. There's right. lots of ways we can do it. Lots of mortuaries do uh, memorial trees and, and we'll take a picture from some, from the people they've served that year and mm -hmm. put it on. And when they do a service, they'll have people take their ornaments home, but we can do those at home too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I, you know, Daryl and I said this year, us not feeling it is probably way overdone other people, but because uh, the Jew in me goes, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I know. I know. I do stuff. But this year, kept it a little simple. I There was two things I wanted out for sure, which is uh, the little crest or whatever they call it. Um, the manger scene. The manger scene. But we have it. It's only about that big. That's really little. And it's in a sconce that you would put up on the wall and so oh, I put that up I put a star up along with other things but a star that I bought before my daughter was born 1982 I've had this yellow star and then Daryl and I were into making crafts or should I say copying crafts that we saw at various places so we have an angel that we have had up since I think before we got married nice so 28 years 28 years oh yes and jody got her nails and toes painted with red sparkles that's how she decorates that's her decorating yeah in I our in our family we linda and i started the tradition of buying an ornament every trip we took and then casper and i continued it and stacy and i have continued it um probably because of me more than stacy because she's not into stuff but you know, it's nice to see those things. And, you know, we got Seattle the first year to see those things go up. So those mm -hmm. are important. The pet memory ones are important. The people memory ones are important. And then I have a tableau in my front window, which has the um, Scandinavian candles. Oh, yeah. That go uh -huh. in the front window and then the um, the birch woven star with the candle with the light in it. 
Mm-hmm. That was that's the important stuff. We do have the front yard decorated, but that's actually now more because my Jewish sister is coming and she really likes Christmas decor. So I had my daughter put everything up while I've been over here recuperating. So the yard looks a little insane, but that's actually because <laughs> she wanted it. <laughs> you know. Mary says they go out and look at the decorated neighborhoods to get bathed in light. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah, Mary. Thank you. We Not have the Mission Inn in here. You should look that up. We have the Festival of Lights at the Mission Inn in Riverside. It's number one of the number one to three every year now. Wow. Millions upon millions of lights. And the whole downtown is lit up. It's really very pretty. Well, you know, Mary lives in Florida, so there's a lot of flamingos that are dressed up in Christmas stockings. In fact, in honor of my friend that died last January, very suddenly, I have flamingo uh, Christmas socks on today. Nice. I do. Nice. And, um, and then Jody lives in, uh, oh yeah, chicken soup Christmas Eve. Simple and nourishing, Jody. She lives someplace cold in Minnesota, and I know uh, Steve. He lives closer to you, right? In California, we've so. got the living nativity scenes because we've got donkeys who wander our neighborhoods. So every night is Christmas Eve. I know it's really kind of fun. I, there's so many jokes I could make, but not on the air. Right? So, no, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so we have we have quite the display. And I have to tell you, I haven't posted it yet, but I'm going to like film these blow up things when they wake up in the morning, when they're a little, when I flip the switch and, uh, and it's sort of crunchy sometimes on the ground. And I'm going to say, this is how I wake up with coffee. And they like roll and they do this. It is every time I walk, I Better than having them up is watching them blow up. Mary That's says amazing. we need to look at river hammock lights. Ooh, yeah. We will post that Thank on our you. site. Yeah. Yep. We're going to be making um, a soup collection for Christmas Eve. So I, I know butternut squash and mashed potato soup are on the, the list. And then just some a couple of side dishes. And that's going to be it because it's going to be small and it's going to be vegetarian too. Yeah. 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 So, so everybody will make soups. That's really sweet. Um, our neighbors and I, we have a tradition. Um, and that is, I have the wet ingredients. She makes the dry ingredients and we have pancakes, bacon, ham. And, um, I have coffee pots going juice, and nice. now it's now it's included another part of her family and my daughter and boyfriend will come over and you know that's that's what we do and then they go their ways to go to all their things and we don't we stay home my business partner and her family get together with their best friends and do have they've done uh, pancakes and and christmas morning for decades now Yes. Yeah, we, we do Christmas Eve, which is the actually the Scandinavian tradition. And uh, then Christmas Day tends to be quiet until Christmas night when we get together with our old next door neighbors who we've not lived next door to in decades upon decades and whose oh. house I now own. 
but we every Christmas Day evening is spent together as sharing leftover desserts from the holidays. So, and you know, think of all the ways since you've been little that Christmas has changed, right? Because people have changed and people have gotten older, people have left your life through many reasons. And so, and you know, that's the cool thing about our Christmas night tradition is we've, it started off with Christmas day. We would get together after the kids played with their toys and sing Christmas carols together. And the grandparents were there. Well, now those grandparents are long gone. And um, the current grandparents set. Um, my mom is now a great grandma. And so all of the grands are there. And now hopefully the great grands and when we pick out the Christmas carols to sing, the grandchildren are playing the piano instead of their parents or their parents. And um, we sing the ones that we know the grandparents. So when we, we pull out this one, well, that one belonged to Lily. And, you know, that one belonged to Marie. And so those people are still very much present, even mm -hmm. though they haven't been with us in 30 years or more. That's what's important about, you know, being able to share that. But without all the stress, we do not stress and make desserts anymore. Now it's just the leftovers and stop at Thrifty for some ice cream. That's all you got to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Although my daughter sent breads from her. She's working for a bakery now in um, Kansas City that makes um, Eastern European dessert breads. And so she has sent a small selection out for us to share so she can be there. Well, I think I'll be sending pistachios, one bag for my brother to share and one for him to hide. <laughs> That's what we do for my daughter. Mary, you're a Christmas Eve person too. I love Christmas Eve as the marker, right? You know what, this week, folks, as we, as we draw closer to Christmas, let's have folks share some of their memories of what their favorite parts or even least favorite parts or the parts they'll be missing with people. Mm -hmm. um, the things that made them laugh and share joy and the things that maybe like those scratchy sweaters you got from somebody that did not bring joy <laughs> on the site this week. And we'll bring them in next week. If anyone wants to join us and talk about those things, send us a message and we'll do our best to bring you on. If that's yeah. fair with you, Deb, that'll be that's kind of fun perfect. to share. I love um, hearing what other people do. I and love then we'll, yes. And then we'll get ready for new year's because even though New Year's is all the expectations, as also the news media is going to be filled with everybody who died this year. And it becomes the important people died. And you know what? There's a lot of important people that weren't important people to other people. That's right. That's and we right. need to remember those people. So we'll make sure that's the focus right before New Year's. Yeah. Right. And I just want to say a shout out again to Jody for filling in last week. Thank it you, Jody. Wonderful. And operator malfunction as I was contacting StreamYard, they said, well, did you push the go live button? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Steve said that his late husband, Harrell, is decorating. He wanted another, a tree in their new house. He never got to share that with them. So all the eggshells are out. Eggshell decor is out again. And oh, that's right. the kind of stuff. Bring that stuff in. Send us some pictures. You know, if somebody wants to come on and share a few things for a few moments, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Let's, let's get ready for Christmas. Let's get ready for New Year's. For those who are Jewish, please indulge us a bit because, you know, 
you're being forced into this stuff anyway. Yeah, send us the Hanukkah. Yeah. yeah. Send yeah. us your Hanukkah memories and your Hanukkah fun and the Hanukkah missings and uh, all of those things. We'd love to have you. And if you've got a really good recipe to share, do it. Post it. We'll share it. We'll, we'll make it a, a humor, grace, grace, and grief holiday recipe collection. Ooh. Stephen, that means you need to get us your bread collection. Yeah. Mary, we probably are going to need uh, something from you. And uh, Jody, we're going to need some soup recipes. Okay. Yeah. Let's roll it in. Recipe. Right? Yeah. And uh, Deborah, we're going to need a latke recipe. Okay. I make terrible latkes. This year was my best batch. Yay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next year, I'll hopefully, tomorrow or next week, I'll hopefully be back in my own little studio. We'll see how things are going. Otherwise, everyone have a good week. Deb, I will see you next week. I'm so glad to be back. Glad to have you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.